You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, April 2030, Ian Cameron, Jimmy Murphy momentarily will be along as well. We're ready to break down the Friday card. Before we do... Look back on last night, some of the results that we saw in the NHL. We saw the Carolina Hurricanes make a statement uh, in one of the marquee games of the night last night in the NHL. They were taking on the Florida Panthers, two teams battling uh, for first place uh, in the Central Division uh, of the National Hockey League. And the Carolina Hurricanes with a very, very solid 4-2 to two road victory against the Florida Panthers. Uh, very impressive. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, what they did. They gave up the first goal of the game, but really didn't let that bother them or, or rattle them too much. Uh, they ended up uh, bouncing back uh, pretty strong. Of course, the goal that really put Carolina uh, in the driver's seat last night was just an absolutely outstanding uh, goal, uh, courtesy uh, of Sebastian Ajo on a brilliant give-and-go play uh, with Martin Netchash. A uh, shorthanded goal that made it three to one for Carolina uh, gave them a little bit of cushion uh, later in that game, uh, able to get the win uh, and able uh, to uh, take sole possession of first place in the division. As a result, still lots of games left in the regular season. There's about seven or eight games left for most teams. Some have ten left uh, because of some uh, COVID uh, issues earlier in the season. But we're getting to that home stretch of the season. There are still some games left. Uh, that uh, obviously things can change in the standings. It's a basically a three-horse race, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay. But once again, the Hurricanes just playing such good hockey at a high level, doing things the right way, uh, which has been good to see. Uh, you're seeing the Hurricanes uh, play good at both ends of the ice. Like, they're getting timely goals. You can't take penalties against them because their power play continues to be absolutely outstanding. Uh, they're getting the defense uh, top one through six, like they don't really have that one, you know, standout, you know, surefire Norris Trophy candidate defenseman. 
but as a group, they're terrific. They move the puck well. They don't spend an abundance of time uh, in their own zone. And right now, the goaltending from both Peter Morozik and Alex Nedeljkovic is making it difficult on Rod Brindamore to say, you know what, I'm definitively going to go with this guy over that one in that once the playoffs begin. So nice win for Carolina. We saw the Leafs get a win against the Winnipeg Jets, a wild first period where uh, five goals were scored. It's, things settled down a little bit after that. Bounce back game for Jack Campbell. I thought that was one of his better games in a in a few uh, and looking like the Jack Campbell that he was that he was in net when they won, you know, eleven straight starts for him uh, earlier this season. So uh, lots to like with the Leafs. They had a much better performance last night in that one. Uh, we saw the Pittsburgh Penguins not give up a big lead uh, against the New Jersey Devils last night uh, like they did uh, yesterday. So. Uh, uh, definitely uh, a situation where uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins obviously learned a lesson. You know, you give up a 6 nothing lead and you hang on 7-6. Obviously, you're going to be a lot better uh, the next time out, no question. And the Pittsburgh Penguins were. Uh, they ended up uh, they ended up um, uh, getting the victory there in that one. So uh, definitely uh, good stuff all around. We'll have to wait and see uh, if Pittsburgh can go on a run now against this New Jersey uh, in the uh, Eastern Conference race. Boston Bruins beat up on Buffalo. Washington Capitals won nothing over the New York Islanders. A absolutely dreadful decision for me to bet the over in that game. And that was the best bet. That's what made it worse. Uh, absolutely no chance there. Frustrating day for me with the bet. Like it was five and seven. It wasn't a disaster, but it wasn't great. Certainly anytime you uh, have a losing record on a day, you're not happy. But there were a couple swing games that unfortunately uh, didn't go uh, all that well. New Jersey-Pittsburgh just needed one more goal for the over. That could have been a win. I had the Islanders. That was a coin flip game, uh, and they could have won that game as well. Uh, you know, the draw almost got there with the Carolina-Florida game. Uh, the New York Rangers had a lead against the Flyers, couldn't hold it. That's the one that stung a little bit, especially in my one of the rare decisions I've made to lay a little bit of a bigger price. So there were a bunch of games that were this close, and 5-7 and seven could have been, you know, 10-7 and seven or something like that instead. Uh, plus, uh, like I said, a couple bad calls, uh, the Washington Islanders over, never had a chance. That was a terrible bet. Dallas and regulation, terrible bet. How about the Detroit Red Wings? Uh, give them credit. No Dylan Larkin, no problem last night, uh, against the, uh, Dallas stars, uh, a very nice win for them in that one. But Hey, that's unfortunate. Cause I really liked the card last night. I thought things would be a, a little bit better, uh, in the results department than they ended up being, but, uh, nevertheless got to move on. And that's what we're going to do here. Uh, to this Friday uh, NHL card. So uh, with that in mind, let's get down to business here. Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres. We'll start with that one. Uh, obviously, the Bruins, massive favorites, again, near that minus 300 range as road chalk, uh, the total of five and a half in this one. The only question for Boston is we know they own the Buffalo Sabres. They've now won 10 in a row head-to-head -head against the Sabres. The only question is, you know, do they maybe get bored with playing Buffalo? Is there a lackadaisical uh, mindset that, creeps into their game tonight uh, against Buffalo. Uh, that's the only question you really have. If it doesn't, then they're probably going to win this game once again, just like they always do against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, Tuka Rask, by the way, is going to be a net tonight for the Bruins. That's been confirmed. Um, and again, they just uh, and I, we talked about it yesterday as Jimmy's about to join us in just a second, but we talked about it, how the Bruins weren't happy with the end of the game the first time they played Buffalo, and they made up for it. Uh, they kept uh, the foot on the throat of the snake, so to speak, uh, last night against Buffalo. Had a great second and third period. 
so I'm definitely looking at this as a situation where the, the Bruins are even mildly interested. They're probably going to win again, but it's the third straight time they're playing a lowly Buffalo team. That's the only thing you would concern yourself with, but I don't know if we're going to get that. Bruins are red hot. They've got great confidence right now. They've got multiple line scoring for them. Krejci stepped up now all of a sudden and found his game again. They're getting healthier on the blue line. The goaltending has been excellent. So lots to like with Boston. And I don't know if I trust this youngster making his debut in net for the Buffalo Sabres. He has a 3.6 goals against average and an 888 save percentage in the minors in the AHL. Talking about, of course, uh, Uka uh, Pekka Lukanen. Uh, in net for the uh, first ever start for the uh, Buffalo Sabres here uh, in this game. So uh, a guy that's they hope long-term, he's more of a project right now. They think he could eventually develop into a pretty good goalie, but he's not there yet. And his numbers pretty much in the minors bear that out when you have a 3.6 uh, goals against average and an 8.88 save percentage down there. That's not exactly going to be uh, something where you all of a sudden say, wow, we really have good, uh, a ton of confidence and faith in him in his first start here uh, for uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen. This isn't quite the same situation for him, you know, as Spencer Knight, where, you know, you've got a bona fide uh, top tier goalie prospect coming into the uh, NHL for his first start. Don't necessarily have that here. So, you know, those numbers don't make me want to uh, trust him or trust Buffalo here in this one. I'm not involved in the game because I do worry about little complacency here for Boston. But if you're not worried about complacency and you want to bet Boston and take the puck line, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that because if they're even mildly uh, interested and don't take Buffalo for granted, they're probably going to do what they've done 10 straight games now against the Sabres, and that's beat them. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Bruin Sabres. Yeah, what's going on, you know, you know, I, I mean, I'm with you. Part of me just kind of worries. It's like, look, back-to-back nights, uh, you, you beat them two straight already. Could be looking ahead to the games in Pittsburgh, which obviously hold a lot more, I guess, appeal, so to speak. Every game means just as much. They they need the two points no matter who they're playing. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, just you get up more for those games against Pittsburgh. And, and can you get up? three games straight and two nights straight against a team like the Buffalo Sabres. But I mean, I like what I'm seeing right now from this Bruins team. They're, they're in a zone. Uh, like you said, they're putting their, their foot on the pedal there and they're just, they're not letting up. And, and I thought that was pretty evident last night and it was very impressive. I haven't really seen that from this team all season. So, you know, I, I would, if I was going to touch anything on the side, I, I would lean, uh, I guess, towards a, a Jimmy Puck line, but I'm going to hold back. I'm just going to do my official play on this, Ian, is actually I, I smell some tired legs uh, in the first period. I I, I get, he, you know, that goalie, I'm not going to even dare try to say his name. I'll murder it. Um, but I, I get that he, he you know, is a little shaky in the Myers, but I think he's going to be pretty pumped up for this game. He's playing against his idol, Tuka Rask. Uh, they're both from Finland. Uh, I think we could see a little goalies doing this one. And I think it starts off slow for both teams. So give me the under in the first period of this game as my official play. All right. So a low scoring first period for uh, Jimmy in this one, like in that first period under uh, in the uh, Bruins and Sabres game, which is minus 115 uh, in that one. So first period under one and a half with the uh, Bruins uh, and the Sabres. Uh, next up, we've got the Flyers and the Rangers. Rangers minus 155 to minus 160 home favorites. Total six and a half here pretty much uh, in this one. Uh, disappointing game to say the least for uh, the New York Rangers last night. Uh, no question about that. At a one nothing lead and the weirdest goal you'll see 
James Van Riemsdyk takes a puck off the face and it ricochets in the net. And somehow that goal, which was a butt ugly goal, uh, it was a bad one, to, uh, bad break for the Rangers, kind of got, got got the Flyers going a little bit. And the Rangers, for some reason, they were just didn't, just couldn't get out of their own way. They were a little lethargic last night. I don't think they'll be that way tonight. It, it didn't get uh, come in last night, but I'm going to go right back to the Rangers here. Minus 160 in this game. Again, a little bit more of a price than I'm willing to lay, but I like this situation. Georgiev in net, I don't mind him. He's a capable goalie. And I'm more than content to fade Alex Lyon. And the, uh, Alex Lyon hasn't been good. He has been very rough here in his few starts that he's had uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's going to be a net here on the second of this back-to-back. -back. Uh, his number's not good. The Ranger offense more than capable of lighting up goalies that are struggling. And Alex Lyon has definitely uh, had some times in net we remember Washington absolutely lit him up over the weekend uh in his last start so Rangers look they're up against it let's be honest they are trying to make the playoffs it's probably not going to happen they're probably going to fall short they're running out of racetrack Boston's not losing right now so it's going to be difficult for them but I think they do bounce back still win the game I like Rangers minus 160 I like Rangers team total over I don't know about the full game uh over six and a half I lean to the full game over six and a half but i'm just going to be more confident in the rangers doing damage so i like over three and a half minus 110 new york rangers team total uh, as well uh, jimmy what do you think here flyers and rangers well you know i'm gonna i'm actually gonna bring jimmy puck line out in this one and go with the puck line and take the rangers minus one and a half you can get them i think about one plus 160 in some places right now uh maybe it seems to be lowering a bit but, yeah, I, I just like the Rangers a lot in this game. Um, look, they're, they're not giving up their their hunt to get into the playoffs there. It seems like a tall task, and it is, but they they clearly have not, you know, resigned to the fact that there's, they're falling out of it a bit here. Unfortunately for them, the Bruins have gotten hot uh, at a bad time for them. But I, I think they keep winning here. I also, uh, you know, if I, I was going to go on the total there, I would lean towards the over in the first period as well. But give me Jimmy Puckline as my official play for this game. All right. Like in the Rangers puck line here, minus one and a half. Uh, you can get that right there at around plus 160 uh, in that range. You know what? I'm also going to bet. I'm going to add another. This is a lot on the Rangers. I've got the full game money line team total over three and a half, but I'm going to add another one. And that's that first period plus one. Uh, that value is great. Not just the uh, money line first period. I'm talking about the puck line minus a half goal for the New York Rangers in the first period is plus 150. That is a really good price, and that's one I can't pass up because I think you know with this, uh, with Alex Lyon and Net, look, it's been it's been shaky for him. Uh, the range, the Flyers have played marginally better defensively of late. Let's give Brian Elliott credit; he was very good last night as well, which he's still capable of being, uh, but not so much Alex Lyon. I, I don't know if I've ever seen him play a really good game. Uh, in net for the Flyers and the uh, starts that he's had, not only this year, but last couple of years, he's gotten these spot starts for the Flyers in net. And I just can't rem recall off the top of my head when he's really played well. So uh, the New York Rangers, I'm going to add that first period puck line minus a half goal plus 150 as well uh, in this one. Uh, we're going in with the Rangers here to bounce back strong tonight. Uh, Nashville, Chicago, uh, Nashville minus 130 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, Boy, that, that's one that slipped through your fingers if you're the Nashville Predators. Kind of like Pittsburgh with New Jersey. The first time they played the Devils, it was one of those situations where the Penguins basically fell asleep in the third period. They thought the game was won after 40 minutes. And it's hard to fault them from a human emotion standpoint. Like we're human beings. We're not computers. We're not machines. When you're up 6 nothing, 
after the second period to probably figure, hey, we're going to win this game. We can just turn off our minds, turn off our feet, and hey, we're going to be fine. We can just uh, stand still for the third period, not do a whole lot. And Pittsburgh paid the price for that, uh, no question. On the flip side, Nashville, it's kind of the same thing. They got up 4-1 against Chicago the other night. And if you look at beyond watching the game, where you could clearly see Nashville was taking the play to Chicago, but everything else bears that out. Expected goals margin in the game, heavily in Nashville's favor. High danger chances for and against, heavily in Nashville's favor uh, in that game against Chicago throughout the entire game. And then all of a sudden it was uh, chaos. And just one chance for Chicago, puck goes in the net. Another chance for Chicago, puck goes in the net. Next thing you know, they take a penalty fourth at 4-3. They score on that power play, and it was just a, a snowball. Uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks, turning that 4-1 deficit uh, into a 4-4 tie. And then, of course, they win uh, in overtime 5-4. Nevertheless, Nashville was the better team for the majority of that game. I would expect them to answer back strong tonight. I do lean to Nashville here, minus 130 in this one. It is going to be Malcolm Subban and net for the second straight game, which doesn't surprise me because he got the win. Uh, well, in spite of allowing four goals the other night, he got the win. What bothers me for Chicago is they don't have a lot of guys that you can say, that guy's a really good shutdown, stay-at-home defenseman in his own zone. Calvin DeHaan is one of those guys for Chicago, and he's out tonight due to injury. So that worries me quite a bit. I mean, that's a, a Chicago team that sometimes has those issues defensively, and now you're taking away one of the most sturdy blue liners from this team due to injury tonight, that could be some trouble as well. So I lean to Nashville minus 130 as well as the over at five and a half uh, in this one with the Predators and the Blackhawks. Look, Chicago probably is going to feel they're right back in the hunt, and maybe that makes them dangerous because they came back to win that game the other night. But you are still talking about a team that dominated the game and lost playing that same team again. Usually those are good spots and situations for me to back the revenging team when they were clearly the superior team for the majority of the game the other night, which Nashville, which Nashville was uh, against Chicago. Jimmy, how do you see this one going? Preds and uh, Blackhawks. Yeah, and kind of going the other way. I, I think that uh, the Blackhawks will feed off that momentum. And, and I think that, you know, they're going to come into this game as well. Uh, I think on the Nashville side, you're going to see them tighten up a bunch. So I've got two official plays in this. I like uh, the Blackhawks in regulation, which you can get some really great value on right now as well as the under in the total uh, for the game, under five and a half. Uh, I could see, you know, both teams are going to tighten up. They don't want to go into what they had the other night. Uh, two, two points, huge important points right now on the line. So I know that they're missing DeHaan there, but I think the goalies get the job done, so we'll get an under, and I like the Blackhawks to continue uh, with the win. All right, like in Chicago in regulation, that's plus 170, by the way, if you like the Blackhawks in regulation. Definitely a, a tantalizing plus price there. Also like an under five and a half uh, for the full game, Jimmy, in that one. Uh, Montreal and Calgary, very much like Nashville, Chicago. You got two teams battling for the final spot. Same here for the Calgary Flames. Look, you can try to sugarcoat this all you want. There is no other option available for the Calgary Flames, but to win all three games coming up against Montreal. They have to win all three, and they probably have to win all three in regulation. they got to make sure they keep Montreal from getting any points you know, in these three games. That's about the only hope they have uh, of getting back into it. They've got to think 3-0 sweep and all in regulation for this Calgary team. Doubtful, but they got to start with this one. Uh, they're minus 110. Uh, slight, well, pretty much even money here, both sides. Total 5.5 shaded to the under. I would certainly lean under the total. 
uh, with this one because you've got obviously Montreal struggling to put the puck in the net. If not for Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli, this offense would be absolutely in the fucking garbage dump right now. Uh, <laughs> that's how bad it's been for Montreal offensively. Toffoli and Anderson have been the offense essentially without Gallagher, who's been obviously heart and soul is one of the few guys that goes right to the front of the net is willing to get cross checks slashes right in front of the opposing goalie. Take that punishment to go to the front of the net, go to the crease, go to the blue paint to score goals. He's the only guy that does it. Tatar doesn't do it. Druen is just hopeless. This guy is more. He, he, I already, I always call him a useless tit. I, I, I'm trying to find some, something even more, you know, fierce to say about him he is that pathetic right now for the <laughs> montreal canadians this guy's skill and ability is a waste it is a absolute waste he does nothing with it he floats around la di da di da and he does absolutely nothing out there it's despicable to see the way this guy plays for the montreal canadians sickening if you ask me for the for the about we know he's got talent we know he's got skill we know he's got ability but he does nothing with it um i'm sick of watching the guy um, we got our, our, our old colleague and friend, Andrew McGinnis in the chat. Yeah, he is. He's, I'd be frustrated if I'm a Habs fan watching him because I don't see effort. I don't see passion. I don't see where's the play away from the puck too at times, not enough of it, uh, from Drew Ann. And again, you talk about guys that go to the front of the net to score goals and willing to take some punishment and go pay the price, go to those dirty areas, those tough areas of the ice where sometimes you got to go to and the defense tightens up to score. Drew Ann never goes there. Nope. Never does. Um, so there's issues right now with the Habs scoring. Thank goodness for Toffoli and Anderson, like I said, and Jake Allen and Nett, you know, who stole the game the last time they played Calgary. Um, I got to back Calgary here because to me, this is hands down, be all end off for them. They lose tonight, no playoffs for them. Simple as that. They've got to win the next two as well. But it has to start with tonight. I'm on Calgary minus 110 because look, when's the last time Montreal's won two in a row? When's the last time Montreal's put back-to-back -back pretty good performances together? It's been a while, uh, a long while, and, and I'm not sure I trust them here. And whatever best punch, biggest effort, biggest stand you're going to get from the Calgary Flames, you would think it's going to be tonight. So I am on Calgary here, minus 110, and a slight lean to the under as well. But again, I was on Montreal-Edmonton under six the other night, and I told you right before that anytime I bet an under, I'm leery because I don't seem to win those, and it was a pretty bad beat with Montreal, Edmonton under uh, the other night uh, with that flurry of goals with the net empty. Uh, pretty bad. So I'm not in a rush to go right back to the under, that's for sure. But I would lean. I would think it's still going to be a lower scoring game. And I like Calgary here, minus 110. It's not like you can bank on their big guns either. We rip Montreal's big guns like Drouin and company, or Monaghan and Goudreau and Kachuk. And some of these guys going to raise their game tonight? You know, that's always a question mark too. Um, but in this spot, this is a must, a absolute must for the Calgary Flames tonight to get this done. Montreal's had trouble stringing two good games and two wins together for a little bit of time now. So I'm on Calgary in this one. Jimmy, uh, what do you think here, Flames and Canadians? Uh, well, first off, we got to keep an eye if this game's even going to be played. Uh, there's still a solid chance that this game gets postponed. Yes, the, the one Calgary COVID player. Situation. Positive. Yeah, yes. so, and, and you know, I've seen some tweets now. and another guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yep. seeing some other stuff that maybe someone else has tested positive as well for Calgary. So there, there's a good chance this game doesn't even happen. And, you know, that might be better for all of us uh, so that we don't have to suffer through what I think is going to be a miserable game. I think the unders are great play on this, and I'm going to I'm gonna roll with that on you. And I just think this is going to be a boring game, which is 
weird to say, considering the magnitude of it and considering how much it means for both teams, but both teams to me right now and for the most recent past have just been blah. They're, they're boring. They're, they're just, I, I can't get excited about this game, but I can get excited about an under. So give me that as my official play. All right, Montreal, Calgary, under uh, five and a half here, uh, minus 120 uh, in this one. Uh, if the game gets played again, one player has tested positive for COVID-19 on the Calgary Flames. As a result, the rest of the players have to get retested again just to make sure uh, there's no other positive tests. I think if there's one or two other positive tests, you'll see a postponement tonight. Uh, if yep. nobody else tests positive in the hours leading up to this game, then it'll probably still move forward because the NHL is desperate. I mean, who's kidding who? They're desperate to get every single game in and uh, uh, in a timely fashion. Yeah. So unless there's other positive tests that get that get discovered uh, later today when the test results roll in from the uh, Calgary Flames players, they're going to do everything in their power, the NHL, to play uh, this game tonight. So uh, to be determined, basically, is where we're at. Uh, with this game, whether it gets off the ground or not. Uh, Minnesota Wild, LA Kings, Minnesota minus 165 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, Minnesota definitely uh, playing some uh, good hockey. There's no denying that whatsoever. Uh, Arizona uh, needed those points desperately uh, playing the Wild earlier this week, and Minnesota just uh, too good for them. Although, Let's be honest, Cam Talbot saved their bacon the other night. That was dominance really shot-wise, territorially, ozone time, high-danger chances, expected goals margin, all in Arizona's favor, all of it. Doesn't matter, though, when you can't finish, and Cam Talbot rose to the occasion. Sometimes you need your goalie to steal one for you. There's no shame in winning a game when that happens. You take it and move on. Yeah, You could say, oh, they, they, they didn't deserve that, um, you know, but hey, you know, your goalie was great. You got to give the, the wild credit for a great goaltending performance, like what Talbot gave them uh, the other night against the Arizona Coyotes. And now you're playing the uh, LA Kings. They've done well head to head uh, against the LA Kings uh, so far. The LA Kings actually had a good performance last time out. We'll give them credit for that. But still, a team that's had trouble both ends of the ice. They've uh, not really gotten their goaltending consistent one night to the next, basically from both Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, uh, the two goalies goalies for the uh, LA's and really for the Minnesota Wilds you look at this team this is about as good as I've and fluid as I've seen this team offensively in a very long time I mean they have got you know, they've got Kaprizov obviously probably going to win rookie of the year he should uh, he's been that good uh, for the Minnesota Wild uh, you have Kevin Fiala since they got him from Nashville he's been a difference maker uh, Matt Zuccarello healthy and actually contributing for the Minnesota Wild has been important. We know he's a good player, but staying healthy has always been his problem. Uh, he is staying healthy now for them. Uh, you like what you're seeing along the blue line when you've got Dumba and Spurgeon, uh, solid blue liners like that leading it. Lots to like here with Minnesota. I don't love this price with Minnesota. Big road favorites here, but I definitely don't trust L.A. at all uh, in this game. So the lean for me would be Minnesota here, probably in regulation if I had to bet it. Don't love it, though. Probably going to be a pass, but I lean to Minnesota in regulation. Jimmy, what do you think here? Anything for you that uh, interests you with Minnesota and L.A.? Yeah, I mean, the more – at first I was just going to pass on this game. I didn't really have a feeling on it, but the more I looked at it today and, and, and did a little research, I'm liking the, I'm liking the wild here. Uh, give me the wild Jimmy Puck line on the wild here uh, to take care of business in L.A. All right, Minnesota Puck line. So that's two. That's also – uh, the other one he likes is the uh, uh, is the uh, 
which one was it now? The other one that you're on the puck line for it was the Rangers. Yeah. Rangers, Rangers. Like the puck line there. Yeah. Rangers minus one and a half plus one sixty. Also like in the puck line here with the uh, Minnesota wild here, uh, minus one and a half plus one sixty. Uh, you know, I, if you're handicapping this game thinking, you know, flat spot, I've been waiting for flat spots for a while for Minnesota and they just keep finding those ways right. to win. So I give them credit for that. And LA has had tough, like, look, LA, you put, you look at LA's record against Minnesota, uh, Vegas. Uh, they did beat Vegas once, but outside of that, you know, Colorado, they've had a tough time uh, with those teams in particular, the best three teams in that division. So, uh, stepping up in class has been an issue for the King. You can say that about the Ducks and the Sharks, too. That's why they're where they are uh, in the standings. There, there's definitely been that gap between Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, and then pretty much the rest of the division uh, after that. And they've had a difficult time, really, uh, trying to uh, get things going again. Uh, no question about that. Uh, all right. it is. Uh, that's going to wrap up the Friday breakdown of the card. Uh, thanks to everyone again for tuning in. Before we get to best bets, a reminder, you see it on the screen. This is our new backdrop here. Uh, the THPN folks put it together for us. It looks fantastic. Uh, an even better looking uh, <laughs> rink behind us in the uh, YouTube video backdrop. And a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, uh, great time of year to have any sportsbook account, but especially DraftKings because you've got NHL and NBA daily home stretch of the regular season in both sports, MLB daily, UFC, big UFC card this weekend. There's NFL draft coming up. There is lots to get excited about. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you do and sign up for an account, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. And a reminder, Saturday, Sunday, we're on at noon Eastern, at 9 a.m. Pacific. For those asking about Alex, we're letting Alex B. Smith, you know, get his family stuff taken care of, giving him all the time in the world. It's, you know, it's a, it's a fluid situation. It's a sensitive situation. Uh, we're giving him his time and his a space to be able to handle that. He will be back. He, we, we have, I have not fired him. I have, I would never do that uh, to Alex B. Smith. He is a dear friend and has been for uh, almost a decade now. I've known Alex B. Smith. Crazy. It's been that long. Um, but he's a great guy. We're just giving him time uh, to make sure that the uh, uh, the family stuff gets handled uh, back home. But he will be back with us uh, on this show. Hopefully, by the I'm hoping by the start of May, and certainly before the playoffs get underway. That's what we're hoping for. But again, we're giving yeah. him some time uh, to work through these issues. But we will be on this weekend, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I've got special guests lined up uh, this weekend to join me on the uh, Saturday and Sunday shows. So uh, we're looking forward to that. No question about that. I won't give it away. You'll have to tune in find out who will be joining me this weekend uh, on the uh, Saturday and Sunday weekend editions of the Ice Guys. Uh, Jimmy, it's best bet time for this uh, Friday card. It's a short slate, but best bet, best of the bunch. Your best bet, Jimmy, what is it? I'm going in a big apple, uh, Ian. I'm going to do that Rangers puck line over the Flyers there. I just, I like them to run away with this one. Uh, love the way they're playing right now. So that'll be my best bet for tonight. All right, New York Rangers, minus one and a half, plus 160, a puck line for Jimmy uh, with his best bet uh, on this uh, Friday card. Uh, mine is going to be, guess what? I'm going to, uh, actually, you know what? It may not get played, so I'm not going to go with Montreal. I was going to go with Calgary. I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, I'm going to go Nashville, uh, minus 130 against Chicago. Um, I haven't bet Nashville a lot this season. Uh, maybe the one time I do, I'll pay the price for it tonight. But, you know, they dominated the game against Chicago, deserved a better fate. Uh, I think tonight uh, they'll get that win back. 
Uh, I don't like the absence of Calvin DeHaan on that Chicago blue line. It's already not a great lockdown, shutdown defense by any stretch, and you're taking away one of your top shutdown players on that back end. That could be trouble for the Blackhawks tonight. Uh, bounce back time, I think, for Nashville, minus 130 against Chicago. That'll be my best bet for this Friday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. A reminder, you can tune into the Ice Guys seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern time. And if you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart. We're on all those podcast apps and platforms. So make sure you download the show and listen to it if you can't watch live to the Ice Guys on a daily basis. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.